Welcome, horror fans, to the Horror Arena. Here, our horror experts represent horror legends in formal debate to determine who would win in the ultimate showdown for horror supremacy. I'm your ring host, not Eugene, Johnny O, and this is Bloodbath. We'd also like to extend a huge welcome to our Patreon special guest, Bloodbath Judges. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Hey guys. Take it away, ring announcer. We've got a twisted and vengefully bloody bout on the hook tonight, folks. In this corner, represented by current champion Angela, standing 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighing in at 175 pounds, this born maniac has had a taste for blood since he lost his hand while murdering his father. With a hook for a hand and a serious sexual hang-up, this extreme mama's boy will carve every throat he finds in his quest for motherly love. It's Matthew, the hook-handed psycho! And in this corner, represented by the challenger Alex, standing six feet one inches tall and weighing in at 215 pounds, the wrath of the ocean has nothing on this vengeful man of the sea. Consumed by the death of his daughter and his own attempted murder, he'll sadistically break your mind before he gets his final hook in you. It's Ben the Fisherman Willis. May the most horrifically haphazard and homicidal hook-wielding lunatic win. The official time and rule keeper for our debate will be Weekend Horror host A.A. Ron. Thank you, Johnny. Combatants, I want a good, clean fight and keep all errant pets and fishing equipment outside of the ring. Each debater will have one minute to present their opening statement. Then each will have three minutes to present their three best points. They will then get three minutes each to rebut the points from their opponent. Then each will get one for their closing arguments. As the reigning champion, Angela will call the coin toss. Winner of the toss determines the lead. Angela. Heads. You're muted. It is tails. <laughs> because tails never fails. I'm terrible at coin tosses. I'm excellent at raffles, though. I don't know why, why you would even... All right. Um, I think I'm going to take it first. You will take it first. I will. All right. Mm. Take it. I got the pictures to prove it. <laughs> All right, Alex. Time will commence when you begin speaking. You have one minute. Ben Willis is a simple man. He works hard, provides for his family, exacts revenge on those who have wronged him, murders his cheating wife, takes his future son-in-law long drops on the beach. You know, normal guy stuff. Jokes aside, Ben Willis is by far one of the most persistent motherfuckers in the game. When faced with those who wish to do him harm, he slashes his way to brutal, unrelenting revenge, cutting down anyone that gets in his way. This guy has been shot, stabbed, and even killed, but not even the cold embrace of death will snuff the fires of rage that live deep inside of his soul. While we have watched Ben mow down what he sees in his eyes as wrongdoers without hesitation, we do see him show some remorse when he kills his son, accidentally, indicating that what he is doing is goal-driven, and the fact that he thinks he is doing the right thing and he refuses to let anyone get in his way, he will see someone like Matthew in the same way he sees the teenagers that wronged him, someone who thinks they can get away with harming innocent people, and the fisherman can't have that, now can he? You can try your best to take him out, but trust me, he will come back and he will fucking kill you. Time. Angela, your one-minute opening. 
Not only as Matthew, he spent his youth in an asylum because of a farming incident in which he killed his father and lost his hand. This actual hook-handed killer, fresh out of the asylum, leaves a trail of bodies not only at home, but on his hitchhiking adventure. If you remind him of his mother, you aren't safe. If you're a man that touches a woman that reminds him of his mother, you aren't safe. If you have something he wants, you aren't safe. In fact, you're just not safe. He's violent, he's unstable, and he's everything you want and expect in a murderous hook-handed killer. I yield the rest of my time. Okay, Alex, you have three minutes to state your three points. All right, well, there's lots that we could talk about here, but I'm just going to take three that come to mind. Let's go with one, his weapon. Let's talk about that fucking meat hook. Talk about making a fucking statement. It shows that he sees his victims as nothing more than bags of meat. The way that he prefers to use prefers to use this unconventional weapon shows just how messed up this guy really is. While he will get creative and utilize things around him, his kills don't go as smooth as he would like. He uses his hook as if it were an extension of himself, which it eventually does become. And then we could talk about how he uses psychological torture on his victims. His hunting style is to assassinate his targets one by one, watching them from a distance, lying in wait, often leaving notes for his victims to find so that they know both that they are being stalked and also why they're being stalked. This throws his victims off, makes them panic. He's so analytical and anticipatory that he has no problem picking the perfect moment to slide in, take revenge, and disappear before anyone knows what happened. Sometimes leaving the body somewhere conspicuous just just to fuck with the next victim and then cleaning up the scene when they try and go find help. He wants his victims to be scared, and that makes them extra dangerous. And then we can touch on one that's kind of obvious, blatant right in your face, and that's his his immortality or seeming immortality. This one really speaks for itself. Let's talk about why it's important. Ben is seemingly killed at the end of the second movie, I believe, via a freedom seed to the dome, only to return not dead, but undead, to continue to seek to punish those who dare keep a secret to the grave. Now, this tells me that it could be that Ben was revived as a spirit of vengeance, which only strengthens the notion that Ben Willis will not stop, nor will be stopped, but will push past adversity to reach his goals of showing those who wrong others and get away with it that they are not immune to sweet, sweet revenge. It's really inspiring, actually. No yield. And Angela, your three minutes to state your three points. Matthew can be a very much in-the-moment killer, but usually only when it comes to killing women. When killing men, Matthew does not hesitate with coming up with a reason to make sure that no one is around and then just promptly stabbing them to death. There is no hesitation with his kills. He doesn't monologue. There isn't some scene that needs to be set. I mean, he occasionally thinks that he's protecting these women who remind him of his mother for the men who make them filthy. Got a lot going on. Um, <clears throat> but the fact that he does not hesitate, he just sees something, he wants it, he kills it. Done. His age makes him assume that a lot of times that, you know, he's just some sweet, stupid teenage boy that might be a struggling artist or something and not the deeply unstable murder machine that he actually is. This makes it easy for him <clears throat> to, to slip into places like 
whenever he uh, knocked on the door and got a maid to let him into this really nice house to use the phone, after which he killed her, the old woman that lived there, the dog, and the doctor that stopped in to visit on the old woman. I think that th this would make Ben think of him as less of a threat, which would go to Matthew's advantage. Uh, it would give him the perfect opportunity to swoop in and stab him. And let's not forget, he he has an attached hook, like the hook is part of him. You say that Ben Wills, you know, you know, has the meat hook and everything, but sure, but Matthew actually has it attached. That is his hand. Um, and also Matthew doesn't kill out of revenge. Ben Willis, he is all about the revenge kills, okay? He likes to emotionally torture and all that good stuff. No, Matthew is in it for just the murder, okay? He, he doesn't need this long scene to be said or anything like that. He wants it, he kills it. That, that simple. I yield the rest of my time. Okay, Alex, you have three minutes for your rebuttal. Okay, so some good points there. Um, as you stated, he attacks women kind of at random and then kind of picks out kind of men. So there's a problem here with this. When you're out there just kind of attacking people all willy-nilly and not planning, you're, you're pretty much setting up your own demise. Um, with kind of these emotionally driven... Uh, serial killer slasher types they you can kind of see them kind of down downward spiral as they deteriorate um, as you do see Matthew do quite often he kind of flips out and just just starts attacking people and yes he is pretty good at kind of quick and quiet and kind of gets away with it but as you see later on it starts to kind of get away from him and he has zero control so just attacking people at random because you know you think this person reminds you of your mom which is sick and fucking twisted anyways it comes down to at this point now you're just attacking and you're not thinking, you're not planning, you're not setting yourself up to be able to attack more and more in the future because you're going to spiral out of control. Um, then your, your second point where he uses kind of his younger age as kind of a disguise to slide in where he needs to, that's literally Ben Willis's fucking MO. He finds these teenagers that think that they can do these things and get away with it because they're just kids or maybe they set it up like a and made it seem like somebody else did it, but Ben really knew what was going on. So he's going to see Matthew, and it's going to slide right into his type. It's these kids that think that they can kill people and get away with it, and he's not going to let that happen. Um, and then coming down to, to he's just he's just in it to kill. He's not in it for revenge. That's that's again, there needs to be a goal. There needs to be a reason to continue forward. And he's just in here swinging a fucking hook around, killing whoever he wants because he wants to take it because he's throwing a little temper tantrum that he doesn't have what he wants. Like, he sees this house, and he's like, well, I'm going to give this to, I think her name was Vera. Like, give her the life that I think she deserves. So he's completely separated from these two things. He thinks that the killing is, like, doing better. He's not focused on the fact that he's, he's murdering these people for a reason. So that being said, he's not reason-driven at all, which makes him kind of spiral out of control to a point where he's not, he's no longer planning. He's no longer taking steps to hide his tracks. He's just killing for killing's sake, which is where serial killers and in real life and in movies tend to spiral out of control to their demise, eventually ending up with their death. Hey, you. 
And Angela, you have three minutes for your rebuttal. Alrighty, so I would say that Ben is a more predictable killer. You know who he wants to kill because he's all about the revenge, okay? Not only like that, uh, or unlike Matthew, Ben likes to emotionally torture his victims. That simply wouldn't work on Matthew because he is already super damaged, okay? If if Ben would come after him in that way, it would end up backfiring on him. Um, <clears throat> we saw that Matthew is actually capable of, of getting something he wants and setting traps. When Ben is uh, so bent on revenge, it's it would appear that he would be able to be lured into a, a potential trap. <clears throat> and once in that trap, Matthew would be able to get the upper hand because while he was in the crazy house for a while, he was also a farm boy, which means that he does have a lot of physical strength that goes along with all that crazy. Um, he typically goes for the big bleeders too, like headshots and throat slashes, which will kill you very quickly. And Ben Willis is uh, mostly human. <clears throat> So I feel like Matthew would have um, a very, very good shot at killing Ben because he is very violent, he's super unstable, and he's very unpredictable. Like Ben goes after specific people, and if you're trying to find someplace that he's going to be, it's going to be very difficult for him to target Matthew because he's probably not going to be in the places that, you know, he would likely, you know, use to get his victims. Um, I yield my time. And Alex, you now have one minute for your closing statement. As stated before, Matthew falls directly in line with Benjamin's type. Benjamin would have no problem spotting what who he was what he was and locking on to him and not giving up until he took him out and while my opponent has made some very good points it's just silly to think that a whiny jealous kid with mommy issues could ever hold a candle to the meticulous goal-driven and let's not forget immortal benjamin willis matthew fell into a spiral of tantrums slowly falling apart as things got harder until he eventually took his own life ben pushed through and even when he was bested something inside of him just wouldn't give up and he fought his way back to the surface to fulfill his goals. See, kids, if you put your heart and soul into what you do, try your best and never give up. Give up. Nothing can stop you, not even death itself. So if you don't find yourself hooked on Ben Willis's inspiring drive to never give up, then go hang out with Matthew. Oh, wait, he can't. He's already dead. And Angela, one minute for a closing statement. Matthew is unstable violent and unpredictable Matthew killed 10 people and no one got even close to killing him unlike my opponent the only person that can kill this maniac is himself that is why Matthew is the clear winner here thank you I yield fucking smooth mm. like butter fucking nail it. <laughs> all right <clears throat> Thank you, combatants. It's you remove your headphones, and uh, we will confer as to who the winner is. All right, so we heard their arguments. Let's run around the table. Let's start. Let's, we'll go up at the top, and we'll work our way around Johnny. 
Where do you side? Uh, I side with a hook-handed killer. <laughs> uh, no, I think Angela has a uh, a better argument, specifically because uh, Ben is only motivated by revenge. That's the only reason why he couldn't kill a couple of fucking teenagers in the first in the three movies. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt keeps getting the better of him. Yeah. <laughs> So that's one for Matthew. Excellent. All right. And Aaron, what do you got? I've got to go with Ben, um, mainly because uh, a lot of it seemed kind of moot, like whose hook was attached, whose wasn't. Um, as far as the vengeance angle goes, it's kind of presumes they're already in combat and targeting one another. But the the psychological angle, um, uh, Alex kind of emphasized him, the fact that, you know, he taunts and tortures and creeps around. And given that his opponent's already psychologically deranged and on downward spiral, even kind of as as admitted by some of Angel's arguments, I think that leaves him at a huge weakness. So, you know, Ben's game is, is what's going to bring him down in the end, to my mind. Okay. All right. DeNova, where do you side? We've got one for Matthew, one for Ben. Where did you come out? Uh, <clears throat> so uh, Ben is uh, immortal, right? So, I mean, Matthew can kill him, but he'll just keep coming back, and he'll he'll learn Matthew's uh, ways of killing. So, I think he would like have the advantage in the long run. So I'd have to give it to Ben. All right. And I see Eugene is here, and he heard some of what was going on. And uh, let me get your take. So what do you think? So this is my argument right here, right? (laughs) When you look at the list of the strongest, best final girls ever in the history of horror films, Jennifer Love Hewitt is not on any of those lists. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) So, I mean, so the fact that she was able to take Matthew down, I got to side with Ben. You got to go with Ben? Yeah. She was able to take Ben down, you have to side with Matthew. Oh, then, oh, yeah, other way around, other way around. Matthew, okay, so Matthew. Yeah. All right, and look at this, I think Travis may be asleep. Oh, yeah, we lost sleeping Travis. Oh, yeah, so he may have, he may have fallen asleep, that's okay. Travis! No, nah, it's all good. I think he, yeah, he's he, out. He, he's zonked out, so it's okay. Oh. So we'll just we'll just we'll just, we'll just we'll just put him in the green room. We'll tuck him in in the green room. All right. So, so he'll wake up. So this comes. Uh, so this comes down to me. So I have to admit, there is um, an intriguing element. Whereas uh, Alex brought up the supernatural aspect in that that was brought up in um, I still know what you did last summer, but that film. Is, well, I see. Okay, so he brings it up, but the, the the you know, but problem with that is that it's that's not directly connected to the storyline of Ben Willis, and so it's the fisherman, but not specifically specified as Ben Willis from the first two movies. So that's why it's problematic. So I would, but I will consider what he what he what he took into uh, what he took into account. So looking at that, for, <clears throat> looking at it from that perspective. Based upon the arguments and what we know about the Ben Willis character, 
not the supernatural um, kind of aspect that was utilized for the third film, which is not connected to the first two movies, <clears throat> is that I'm going to have to go with Matthew on this. And that's because whereas Ben is a goal-oriented killer and has specific goals and needs to meet, Ben also has every intention to try and get away with his crimes. And so that need, that kind of necessity to get to like, you know, to have his escape is where he fails. Because Matthew does not plan for an escape. Matthew is a homicidal maniac who kills anyone that gets in his path. And like Angela so, you know, succinctly put out or you know, uh, pointed out, that the only thing that could kill Matthew is Matthew. No one was able to shut him down, and he racked up a body count of 10 kills in one film, including, you know, killing you know, kill, you know, the evil thing of killing the dog, but also capturing the his love interest and keeping her, uh, you know, hemmed up for a good long while until, you know, he, had, he wound up killing her as well. So with a higher body count and an unpredictable, you know, tendency or you know, completely unpredictable homicidal urges that just kind of like lash out and the strength that he naturally has. Um, and the fact that his hook is attached, I'm going to have to side with Matthew on this one. You okay. Yeah. Sneezing. It's all this fucking oh. wind. Blowing all off. right. So that gives Aren't us windy a snorted uh, up your nose earlier. Yep. <laughs> because unfortunately <laughs> uh, Travis fell asleep, uh, but that's okay. Cause we got five people who gave their comments and uh, five judges weighed in, and we've got Matthew at three and Ben at two. Ooh, split decision. Very close. So let's bring him on back. Alex. No, Alex. Not yet. Not yet, Alex. Just kidding. Please stop making that gesture. Hola. All right. Can you guys hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, you've got a sleeping Travis. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. We we tucked him in in the green room. Did we make sure that he was still breathing? No. <laughs> he got asleep last week no. too. Poor little guy. I'll talk somebody it somebody out. put a spoon under his nose. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, do you want to deliver the goods? All right. So after a very um, short yet detailed discussion, we have decided. It was not unanimous. It was a very close fight. Uh, both of you brought in some excellent points. Ultimately, though, I think our decision lied in the fact that Jennifer Love Hewitt is a wuss and Ben can't defeat Jennifer Love Hewitt. Therefore, <laughs> we had to side with Matthew on this one. No way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that was your fucking logic? All right, I'm out, dude. This game sucks. Go play with your pink deal, though. <laughs> so predominantly so it came down to three two and both of y'all made some excellent points uh ben being goal oriented matthew being just a raging homicidal maniac who's unpredictably set off and ben uh being a, a crafty and psychologically manipulative killer who sets his victims up breaks them down and then attacks them when they're weakest they both have very very strong points uh matthew does put up the higher body count than uh ben willis does in one film Whereas Ben took two films in order to get to that point because Matthew was killing virtually everyone that got in his way. So, but it all comes down to is that what I felt was a little bit was that the third, I know what you did last summer. The I still, I'll, I'll always know what you did last summer. That's not technically Ben Willis. Is that the fisherman killer? As it turns out, it was, it, it starts out that it was a prank that someone was masquerading as the fisherman killer. 
and then this the, this vengeful entity kind of comes back. That's where the supernatural elements come in. But it wasn't Ben himself, so it Fair. was. So the, technically, the third one is not connected to the first two films. It's just the the guise of the fisherman killer. Whereas we this was the the argument of between Ben Willis and Ben Willis the fisherman versus Matthew. I thought you did great, Alex. I Alex really thought you won. Alex won <laughs> fantastic points. Yeah, but you but if you take away the immortality thing, the supernatural aspect, then you have essentially what is a goal oriented killer who's trying to get away with his crimes versus a raging homicidal maniac who will kill everyone in his path at the slightest provocation and. Whereas Ben needs to kind of set things up to get his opponents in a weak spot. That doesn't happen with Matthew because Matthew will just outright, you know, snap and just murder somebody. So, so he has been at a disadvantage just by meeting him in that respect. So they're in Calwood. Ben needs the kind of subterfuge and the ambush to get him. So, uh, yeah, Matthew does not. That dude is just. No, he fucks shit up, man. Fucking, fucking nasty. Like, he's, like he's, he's bonkers, man. Like, just bonkers. He killed a dog. Yeah. Yeah, which immediately should disqualify him from anything we ever do again. <laughs> Listen, you kill people all day. Dogs Some is people. a no-no. That's a no-no. Well, technically, well, 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 like, run, puppy, run. Well, te- technically, that should disqualify uh, Michael Myers as well, because Myers killed a dog. Yeah, yeah, and one that which, which which one did he kill the dog in? He killed the dog in Halloween too, and in yeah. Rob Zombie's one. Rob Zombie replicated, but he killed one in Halloween too. Wait, wait, wait yeah. didn't didn't he kill one in a um, one of those with uh, Daniel Harris? Well, the problem you both have Halloween four. Hang on a second. The problem that you both have with that is that both those timelines are fucking erased, so therefore he's safe. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, but still, the, the, technically, the, the zombie one is an alternate universe, and yep. the Halloween two that we know is is not a part of the official canon because it was retconned by the yep. by the Blumhouse trilogy. Yep. <sighs> uh, technicalities. technicalities. So Michael Myers is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other closing thoughts from anybody? No. Oh, just congratulations, man. That was that was good. I've got this yeah, on my toes. I, I thought it was just athletes. But, but. <laughs> Die Hard of the Vengeance. There you go. Um, <laughs> congratulations, Angela, who stays the champion, the Bloodbath champion. And I think next you are taking on. So next month will be Angela versus Johnny O to oh, see boy. who can take the crown. If Angela's going to keep the crown or Johnny O's going to take it. Uh, wait, uh, that's going to be a good one. So I concede. Awesome. Looking forward to and looking Yay. forward to announcing that one. Ooh, next month. That's what, March? Beware the Ides. Beware the Ides. Beware the Ides. I feel leprechauns in the future. And that, horror fiends, concludes another glorious bloodbath debate. A huge thank you to all of our special patron judges for joining us. Let us know in the comments or at weekendhorror at gmail.com if you agree or disagree with the results. Stay tuned for when we announce our next two combatants. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next month. Thank you.